and welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I am Ellie Herringshaw. And my name is Mark Herringshaw. My honor to be here with you, Ellie. Hi, Dad. How are you? Once ya? again. Yeah. This is a, a real honor for me to, to drop into a few of these. And, you know, we've had the opportunity as a family and as your parents to walk through this experience with you mm-hmm. and to have time to reflect uh, like this and then share it with others. Real honor. So. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so many people. A lot of a lot of the feedback I've been getting about the podcast is like, "Oh, how cool it is! How cool is it that you're you get to do this with your dad?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it is really cool." Well, this whole thing that you're walking through is not an individual experience, is it? I mean, the pain wasn't, and the healing isn't. Right. I think it's one of the myths of our culture that that pushes us into total independence, and even the thought that the sorrows and pains we walk through, we just have to bear up under that alone. Mm-hmm. And and actually it is about love and relationship and community. The pain itself was a relationship brokenness. Right. And the healing comes relationally. And it's first of course the vertical relationship with God. But that mm-hmm. is mediated and shared in our relationships with each other. So yeah. this is healing for us too because this was a, a covenant that was broken that affected many, many people, not just you. You were the, you know, you were the fulcrum point of the pain, of course. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that to say it's an honor to do this with you. And yeah. I think what we're going to experience today is another example of that. This yeah, happens, definitely. this happens in a, in a partnership and relationship. And I think uh, that's really an important principle here. Right. And you, you talk a lot about how, there's there's these ripple effects of sin and when when one person sins there's you know we we feel we feel those effects throughout the universe like throughout the world we feel we we feel the effects of of somebody's sin and um and certainly you guys felt the effects of not just me of my ex-husband's affair we we all felt those those ripple effects and it's so humbling to know i mean even just a, a small little white lie that I tell, there are ripple effects to that sin. There is, there are consequences relationally. And, and that's the beauty of the cross that, that Jesus came and he restored that. Like he, re, he, he brought redemption relationally to the brokenness in our lives through sin. And man, I just, I'm so humbled by that. Yeah. The, I think the independence or the illusion of independence it, we're, we're, we're prone to say, and you hear this a lot in our culture, well, if it doesn't hurt anybody, yeah, and then it's a justification <laughs> for whatever choices. The point is every choice affects everyone mm-hmm. to the positive or to the negative. And I, I love the old film, the old Jimmy Stewart, um, Frank Capra film, mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, which illustrates that, right? It's, it's every choice has multiple cascading unintended consequences. Yep. And they can be positive unintended consequences yeah. that the movie is about, or also negative unintended consequences, which is also reflected in that story. And that is really the story of human choice. And someone may imagine or justify in their minds, I can head this direction, it's not going to hurt anybody. Or it might only hurt one person. Right. The fact is that's not the nature. Or even it might of, only hurt me. Yeah. Like right. self-destructive behavior. Like yes. they're. Yeah. 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 
So all that to say uh, it's, it's wonderful to include a community in this process, which you're doing with this podcast and your blog and the community you're gathering live here in the Twin Cities yeah. every week. It's which I so know you're going to get to talk about that. But this process of reclaiming is about relationship because the pains come from relationship, the healing does too. Right. So anyway, all that to say it's great to be here with you because it's it's a way that God, I think, is touching me personally and I know your mother and your siblings and the friends who've walked through with you. So thank you. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. It's so great. And that relationship is the pinnacle, right? It certainly yeah. is. It certainly is. So what are we going to do today? Yeah, today we're talking, I mean, obviously we're talking more about reclaiming, which is, I mean, this is the Reclaimed podcast. We are reclaimed children of God. And, um, and with that, I'm talking about how I intentionally stepped in to pain that I experienced after my ex-husband had an affair. And, um, and I believe that that's, it's the way the Lord called me to heal. Um, and I'm here to encourage others to step in and not, not shy away from, um, the pain that we experience in our lives and to allow God to heal it. It's not us delivering our own healing, but it's, it's positioning in our, ourselves in a way to receive the healing that Jesus has already extended Mm -hmm. to us. So, so what I decided to do, what I actually, what you encouraged me to do is record myself doing a reclaiming event. And, um, so practically what I did is last year, um, in the spring, I, I was, this pain was so fresh and, um, there were a lot of places and things and, and all kinds of different areas that were triggers in my life to trigger pain. And, um, and instead of avoiding those places, I made a list of all of those places that, that brought up pain, that brought up sadness or anger or depression or, um, bitterness. I mean, you name it, those particular pains that were associated with a place. I wrote those places down and kind of one by one, I started to take those things back and I started to step back into it with people that I trusted to kind of guide me through a healing process to guide me through the emotions I was feeling, um, to not say, Oh, it just doesn't hurt anymore. I'm going to go back and I'm going to, I'm going to pretend like I don't care. I do care. And, and those places are, are hold pain because of the pain from the relation, the relational brokenness. So, so I decided to go back to all those places. And so anyway, um, from your encouragement, I recorded one of those events and, um, without making, I I don't want to be specific at all to, um, to my ex-husband. He's still out living in the world. Um, but, but this was a, this was actually a drive by reclaiming, um, my, my friend Bethany and I, whom you've heard on the podcast before, we, we drove by his former place of employment. He doesn't work there anymore. But we we drove up in my car. Um, my dog is in the back seat, and um, and I sat outside of the building, and um, I just sort of talked. And I wanted to I wanted to be as honest as I could without being too specific. So so you'll hear some kind of edits out, um, edit 
yeah, a little bit of editing, um, just to, to respect, to respect to the people involved. And the, the place is more than just the place of employment, but you, you would frequent that place. I would. And it actually, it actually had, um, it had a significance in your story too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not uncommon. Um, many, many affairs begin in, in a job <laughs> and in a, um, yeah. and a real place and where, where people work and emotions are high. So that's where my ex-husband engaged in his affair. And so I knew, I knew that even just going by it, even driving close to it um, was triggering for me in a very painful way, knowing there was so much that, that happened there where I would enjoy I would enjoy the company of of him. Yep. I'd go to lunch with him, um, all kinds of things. But then also, our um, our marriage was defiled there too. So, the reality for us as as human beings, the way our brains work, and a psychologist could actually explain this probably more clearly. But we have uh, chemical reactions when we feel certain emotions. And in fact, those chemical reactions often are the emotions. Yeah. And the places that are associated or the experiences that come around a particular negative experience, that imprints in our brain. Mm-hmm. And our brain then is triggered by that. It, it, Pavlov did, you know, the, uh, the old experiments with the dog, mm-hmm. you know, and holding the stake up and ringing the bell that, so that the bell was associated with the stake for the dog, right? Well, that gets carried over into our animal brain. Human beings are created in the image of God, but we're also mammals. We're creatures, right? So those experiences um, get associated. It might be a song that's playing when we first fall in love. Suddenly that song gets associated with those feelings, and it's always our special song, Mm -hmm. right? Well, there might be a song playing when a relationship breaks up, and that song then gets associated with that negative heartbreak and tragedy. And it could be a smell. It could be of a certain food. In your case, you've seen all those things, certain songs, even artists or Mm -hmm. movies or physical locations that got in your brain associated with that experience. Yeah. And so with the relationship, the reclaiming is actually going back and saying, wait a second, that that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe it was a great movie yeah. that you experienced together or a great restaurant. It's a good thing. I want to reclaim that and free my emotions from being associated, the negative memory of being yes. associated with that. And so, you know, the human instinct, anytime we fear is is either to fight, mm-hmm. to flight, or to freeze. Yep. And and we have a an instinctive reaction when something is threatening to us. Well, what you're doing is you're choosing your will to override your instinct with a fourth yep. choice, moving forward, we could say, mm-hmm. stepping in to forgive in the midst of that pain. That's a volition or a choice. Yes. And yeah. your reclaiming is is that. So what we're about to hear is actually, it's like real time. It's live. Yeah. You are going and you're actually doing this, sitting in a physical place that was triggering 
all kinds of mixed emotions and mm-hmm. tragedy and regret. Yeah. But now you want to be free to drive down the street if you have to, for whatever reason, drive down that street and not be associated negatively right. with that. Yeah. So why don't we hear it and then let's talk about what just happened. Yeah. And and I I think it'll be it'll be informative here. Uh so let, let's go ahead and listen to this and then see what we can mine out of this uh real live event. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so how you haven't been here since No. How long has it been? Um like two a little over two weeks before I found out about the affair. Mm -hmm. But I've been here, I mean, so many times. Hmm. And um, I will never go in this building again. Like, I really don't think I will. I don't have a reason to, and I don't think I need to go back in this building. So how, question, how is that different? Like, why is the inside of this building something that you don't feel the need to and that's a real question that's not yeah like, I just that's curious no, no, no. curiosity I um there's a line between for me there's a line between like reclaiming something and then um like doing it for me or doing it for spite like doing it for revenge sure and um this was his place of employment this is and this is her place of employment yeah yeah and that isn't necessarily even reclaiming for you it's it would feel sort of like stepping into his like that's his right. thing yeah. you know it, and i came i came to it like i was and like we we had really good times here but we would like i'd come here and i'd see him work and we would like have lunch together sometimes and mm-hmm. and he worked here the entire time we were married um and then of course this is where this is where the affair happened yep so how do you feel right now i feel very like a himpling's panting in the back seat i feel kind of like it's like sobering kind of because I have not even been this close ever, like, to, from, from when it happened. Right. Um, yeah, it feels, like, sobering. It feels, um, but I, I still feel, like, now, this, this far removed from it, I feel, I feel, yeah, more removed from it. Like, I feel, I feel like it's, it's not as, like, sad anymore, but, um, I will say it's the first time I've seen in a long time, because when we first reclaimed, you would have, like, visceral reactions to going to places. It's the first time I've noticed even just, like, a little bit of that. And it wasn't, like, strong, but -hmm. you did have, like, a breathing moment of, like, oh, wow, this is right here. (laughs) Yeah, And it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's tender to be here. Yeah. I don't, I, I, and and I think that that's, that's part of the reason why... Because he doesn't work here anymore. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason I don't... I won't need to come back here. 
if sure. if I'm like I don't know someone has me like shoot an event here or something like that right. that would be different but just to walk in yep. I don't need to do that I don't think um, and I'm okay with that it also and I don't know if this applies or not you can correct me but it also doesn't feel like a place that you need like a lot of reclaiming are places that you want to like build new memories in and like have mm-hmm. as your own again and not be have you know fear around being at and this isn't a place that you have reason to like it's not like no. a place you would want to go no it's not a thing you want in your life right and need to reclaim in order to have it right. in your life or... and I don't need to step I don't need to that's the thing about reclaiming like I don't need to step foot into it to move on from here mm-hmm. totally. so I don't need to do that with everything but but like driving by it is a big deal mm-hmm and I would wait right here sometimes to like go have lunch with him. On oh, his like lunch right break. here, like, like where right we're, here. Where I would wait park. right here, and I would like wait for him to come out, and we would sometimes have lunch together. Hmm. So, yeah, this is a real like it's a real place, and it's it's like a different life. It's weird being it here. It does. It feels like a different life. It seriously does. All right, I feel good. Good. It's, this feels like a proper reclaiming, good. actually. Like, yeah? honestly. That's where, sweet. Where I haven't, yeah, it's like, I have, been avo- I have been avoiding it. Okay. I haven't had a reason to come here. Yep. So it's not like I've gone out of my way to not be here. Right. But I have been thinking, like, I need to come back here. And, you know, it's been like a year and a half. Mm-hmm since I've been here. And you were here a lot. I was here a lot. And yeah. Reclamation. Reclamation. A lot of of reclamation today. Thanks, Beach. You're welcome. All right. So, wow. Yeah. So that was um, that was like um, looking in on a very tender and vulnerable moment. So you were inside your car with a mm-hmm. very close friend, actually your business partner, Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are really, really close. She's a good friend. Your little puppy's in the backseat, not so little, your greyhound. Mm-hmm. But you're inviting actually all of us to sit in the car with you yeah. and experience that. That was some time ago. As you look back on that and listen to it again, um, how do you feel now about that experience? A lot, a lot of things. I, I'm really, I, I continue to be proud of myself for facing fear. I, um, and I think that that's a really good thing. I think that like just being, just knowing that I can have the courage to do something. I don't ever, like I said in this, I don't ever have to go back to this place. I don't ever have to go in the building. Um, but I don't want any, I don't want anything to be stolen from me. I can be strong enough to even just go back. So I, I hear that and I think I'm proud of myself and I'm, um, I'm stronger than I even think I am. Yeah. I think what's very evident in that recording is, um, the, the choice of actually moving into the the trauma let's call it for what it yeah, was yeah it so is so it it um 
I, the, again, the human instinct when we're faced with the fear of a trauma, the, the instinct is to do anything but walk into it. Yeah. Right. That's like, that's the opposite of what everything inside of us hmm. is telling us to do. What's very evident is you chose to drive there, to put yourself there, to talk about it, mm-hmm. face it, actually go back into some of those, those emotional reactions of grief, yeah. unbelief, like, like this can't be happening, yeah. all those things. Um, that is courageous. And, and I think it is a good kind of pride to say, you know what, the fear's not running my life. Yeah. But I think what's, what strikes us as we listen to you and, and it's almost like eavesdropping on this experience <laughs> is that intention to go into and not away from yeah. That experience. I, I it's a it there's some myths I think that are sort of busted in that action. Uh things like time will take care of this. Time heals all wounds. Or I just need to work through this myself. Um or I mean, yeah, I've even had people say like, Oh, I just don't want to hurt anymore, so I'm just gonna avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or or we find other strategies sort of mask it. Uh, you know, sort of whitewash, put mm-hmm. paint over the top of the rotten wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were you were very deliberately uh, kind of tackling those myths in this and doing it with a friend, and you're now doing it with with um, all of us by sharing by sharing it together. That's really really powerful. Um, so accumulating all that together, you've got a whole bunch of these other different places and experiences and events that you've reclaimed that particular one um had multiple triggers yeah multiple triggers talk a little bit about that you you were actually sort of tackling several things i was yep at that at that time uh from the distance it might even be a little more clear than it was while you were actually doing it Mm -hmm. what are some of the things you really realize now that that decision to to like go to that place has actually kind of broken some chains off of you what are some of the very specific things that it kind of dealt with I I talk about how I want to reclaim what were once happy memories that then became sad and this is the perfect example of that where you know this is where my this is where my ex-husband worked this is where he you know, made the money that we could like do fun things at. And, um, and he had a really fun job. So I would go and I would, I would see him work and I would, um, and I would visit him or whatever. And, and so we have these memories of building our relationship, building upon our relationship. That's, that's how a lot of the reclaiming events happen for me, where I, I think about a restaurant that we would frequent or, um, or, you know, of even New York City, where we, where we would, in, you know, build our relationship. And I want to go back and, and have those because those are just joyful memories that I have with him there. But this place was also because this is where the affair was nurtured. Um, that, that place, it took me a year and a half to go back there. And um, because it was so... It was so painful um, to know that my my relationship as what I thought it was nurtured in that place was then destroyed 
at that place, essentially. So, so going, going there, um, going there was a, it was a very, very tender place because I was thinking, oh, you know, I could, you know, driving up, like I could see somebody, I could, um, I could see some of his former coworkers or, or even, or, you know, I mean, a number of things, um, that, that would be really hard to deal with. So there's a lot of fear that goes into reclaiming, which is what typically keeps me from going back to a place. That that brings up, I think, a question, some questions for me that I think your listeners might have too. Because yeah. this is, um, how do you decide that you need to reclaim a place or a song or an experience? I mean, there's... There's a lot of things in your life, a lot mm-hmm. of things that you had in your life with your ex-husband. Some of them, I mean, I've heard you say, oh, I don't really think I need to reclaim that. Mm-hmm. And then other things you do, how have you decided or what have you created like a criteria? This is sort of a loaded question yeah. because I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's on your website, your little flow chart. But I, I actually want you to talk about that. I'm curious about it too because I don't know that I understand it all. But I think you've thought through yeah. after the fact like, why did I think I needed to do this? And I, you've actually reasoned your way backwards yes. to say, uh, okay, I did this. It had a profound effect on my healing. God met me there and did something. Why was that? Or like, why? yeah, why did I actually do it? Why did I do that and why did it work? <laughs> right. why, why, did, why, why did God choose that way to heal me? Uh, I think that Talk about that. There's almost mm-hmm. a, a criteria flow chart set of things mm-hmm. that you ask yourself. Yeah. So talk, talk about that with us. Yeah. So I do, I do have that flow chart and I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the show notes and I will, um, I, it's, it's linked on my blog. Um, but this is what's, this is what worked for me. So like you said, I, I took a step back and I thought, okay, actually, what am I doing? It made it made sense in the doing it. I knew that I needed to, and then I kind of picked it apart and created this flowchart. So I would, I would recognize a place that holds a memory, or holds memories with him, and um, and more importantly, I would recognize a feeling that would come from that. And if the feeling was a negative one, um, if the feeling brought up sadness or anger or or depression or whatever um if if it brought up those emotions i i knew that i wanted to go back there because i had already decided that this was a way i was going to heal so so a lot of times those there there's places now that are even on my spreadsheet that i haven't gone to that um that now don't necessarily have that those negative emotions to them um so maybe, maybe, you know, there's this idea, like you've said, time heals all wounds or, you know, time will heal it. Um, maybe there is some truth to that because, because I don't always have, I don't, well, well I, or, yeah. or the emotion, the, the healing that needed to take place also took place at another place. Well, I, I wonder <laughs> if that's it. I wonder if, um, you know, you go claim, reclaim one restaurant, if it might have 
effect on three different experiences right. yeah. that were yeah. similar to that, right? And it, and I think the more you do this, the more general healing yeah. you experience. Yep. Right. So you've now, how many have you actually? I I have done? to count them. <laughs> I know I know that when I counted in December when I started my blog when I launched my blog, I had done, um, it was like a hundred and fifteen. So it's got to be, yeah. it's got to be 150 okay, so, or something. So what I wonder is if, um, if some of those start to connect together it's, yeah. and um, it starts to have a general reclaiming effect. Right. But I, but I don't know that you can just say, okay, I did one and then I'm done. And at one and done. <laughs> I, uh, I, it hasn't been that way for you. No, it certainly hasn't. Um, but now you're looking at, at some of the other items on your list and kind of wondering, you know, that doesn't have the sting that it mm-hmm. maybe used to. Okay. But you'll still find things probably that still will. Yep. So maybe the reclaiming will last the rest of your life. It's, it's possible. And it's possible. Things, things come up and, uh, but the, the general sense of, of lifting and improvement and we'd say joy yeah. right, has returned in your life. The hope, which is your middle name. Yes, it is. Um, has returned in your life. And the correlation of that for those of us who are in your life, see that in correlation to you being, we talked about it in one of the last podcasts, the woman in the Bible mm-hmm. who crawls on the ground, reaches out and grabs Jesus. She's, she's knowing she needs a power beyond herself to bring restoration. Yep. But she also knows she needs to put herself in a position and aggressively go after it. She so, could have waited, right. but she didn't. So we see, I think those of us in your life, see the correlation between you positioning yourself that way and this restoration of hope in your life. Um, how, how else do you move through that, that process? Yeah. As you think, if this, then this. Okay, but then that over here. You, you've, uh, you've kind of thought that through and then are advising others to think that way yeah. about their own experiences. Well, I think of, um, you know, let's use the example of the one that we just listened to. I recognized a pain with that place, memories, emotions that were just painful. So I made a plan to go back there. So I brought people with me and um, I wanted to kind of like <laughs> sort of, sort of hype myself up build a courage in myself to to know that I'm strong I can do this um not you know not just to say like oh I'm gonna be happy and like um and avoid any feelings of of even fear but not allowing the fear to be the guide so so I would I would I I I would really try to be um try to be as honest as I as I could be with the emotions that I was feeling and then be as honest as I could with those emotions to my reclaiming buddy what that's how that's what I call them um to say this is what I'm feeling right now you do this most of the time with somebody else have you ever just like gone I've I've done it now alone okay um but I think I think there is something very powerful in doing it with someone else to be able to identify and communicate yeah. the feelings that you're feeling. Yeah. Um, 
the the memories and they can reflect back to you yeah. what those are, yeah. particularly when the pain is so acute and new. And um, it's important. It's important to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. So so I I'm of the I'm of the opinion that it's just do it with people. Bring people in. Yeah. Bring people into your pain. So. So as I was, as I was sitting in my car talking about my feelings with, um, you know, with my reclaiming buddy, um, talking about those memories, articulating them, um, you heard some of them, I cut many of them out because I want to be sensitive, as I said. Um, and, and then I wanted to, I wanted to have a new memory. I wanted to see, is it, is this a, is this is, is this something, am I having fun here at restaurants? I would like, you know, I'd have a meal and I would, I'd talk to my friends about their day. I would talk to them about what's going on in their lives. And then I would be creating new memories in that place. Um, in this particular reclaiming event that we just heard, I have a new memory now of just facing a fear of knowing that I can, I can drive up there and I can talk about it and I can bring, you guys with me, the podcast listeners, to um, to to hear about this. So I I did create a new memory. Um, so now now I'm not just associating that place with my ex husband, but I'm thinking, you know what? I'm helping someone, or you know, I'm I'm bringing other people in, and and well, you're you're actually giving it an even higher purpose and meaning. Mm-hmm. It is important. And very justified to do this for your healing. Yeah. But to be able to give it away and bring others along, that's just it's exciting. Like better. Yeah, it really is. And and I think for everyone, even those that are, are thinking right now how they would apply this principle in their own life, to know that um, as you walk through that, you will have an impact on other people mm-hmm. and in a positive way. Our healing, allowing God to heal us, is wonderful for us. It's a great gift to others. Our faith in God is a gift to other people. Allowing God to bless us and restore us makes the world better. It does. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. So... So oftentimes there would be, I would, I would go, I would go to a place and maybe not feel like it worked right away and, or, or I didn't feel like, oh, like I, I don't feel like I did anything. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes I would need to just step back and wait a while to see if there would be encouragement or, um, or, or a new memory that would, that would kind of come up later, or I would need to go back and do it again. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yes. Well, and you know, the, the behaviorist psychology notes that emotion follows our hmm. choices. It's a lag. Yeah, yeah. It's a lagging indicator of our lives. So the emotion doesn't lead us. Yep. The emotion follows. So someone says that emotion follows motion. Yep. So what we do, this is why the activity mm-hmm. of going there, um, that's emotion. It's a movement. And don't be surprised, I guess, that you don't immediately feel a kind of shedding of the most of the emotion. Right. But that's like a, a, you know, it's like the caboose on the train. You see mm-hmm. the, you see the engine come first. It will follow. The emotion will. will lag behind, but it will change. Yeah. Your, your thoughts about this are changing. Your sense of powerlessness is changing. 
you step in with the courage and it may take a while for the synapses in your brain to catch up and your brain chemistry to change about the fear, but it does Yes, because you are now telling yourself what this means. Yeah. You're rewiring those emotional triggers to be something that's not. And it's a new story now. It's a new narrative. You're, You're putting God in the midst of that. So you go to this place sit in your car outside of this place Mm -hmm. that has a story attached to it. That is your tragedy. Yeah. What you're doing though, is you are reinterpreting that story Hmm. from a a Jesus perspective. It's history, his story, not our story. So your story is one thing, but you are like putting Jesus in the midst of that. And Jesus doesn't ever, and this is my theology, at least he doesn't create the bad things. Yeah. Right. He doesn't put those bad things in our lives. No. We've said before, he's in charge, but he's not in control. There's a lot of things in this world that happen. People make choices that break God's heart. Yes. But then what he does when we cooperate with him is he he takes that even tragedy, even a tragedy, and creates a new life, a new opportunity. God never does plan B. He does another plan A. Mm-hmm. When the first plan A might get spoiled by somebody's foolishness, yeah. somebody's evilness, somebody's uh, brokenness that affects us. And he didn't he didn't swoop in and magically make me better. No. He didn't swoop in and 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 magically make me like feel happy. He said, Ellie, let's partner together yes. and let's build this together. Yes. So so he empowered me. Now I'm I'm living this life where I'm I I. I can stand here and be like, I'm proud of myself for stepping back into that pain where right. I know that I'm stronger than even right. I would ever think that I was. Well, we said this really early on that uh, it's not surprising that the healing of this kind of injury may not be instant from our perspective, right? So God could do it that way, but he chooses actually to heal relational wounds through relational restoration right relationship with him yep and it's kind of like an onion where you've got to go one layer to one layer to one layer god doesn't do magic and miracles uh require cooperation in relationship yep so that's why jesus didn't just let the woman who touched him you know disappear away mm-hmm. he turned and actually had eye to eye contact with her yep. he doesn't want a magical, like presto changeo, you're all better. Yep. What he's more interested in is restoring us to a relationship we will have for eternity. Yes. And so the healing, uh, it isn't that God couldn't do this instantly. He couldn't have healed you instantly. He's actually in the process of healing you instantly yep. through a series of relationships. So um, it requires that cooperation. You're stepping in and doing this, collaborating yeah. with them and with your friends. And, yeah, and, yeah. And if you are in the Twin Cities and this is resonating with you, we have, um, I've, I've started the Reclaiming Communities where, where a group of women are getting together every other week um, in a small group to reclaim places and things of their own to talk about their pain. It's a safe place. And, and if you're thinking, I don't have friends that I can do that with, I can be your friend. Come join me and I'll put information about it in my show notes. Um, but we're not in this together. We're not in this alone. We are in this together. This is a community kind of thing. And um, 
Yeah. Dad, thank you. Thanks for being a part of can reclaiming I just, with me. Can I just pray for yes. those that are that are really right on the, the brink of wondering what to do? Just wondering what to do. Yeah. Sometimes we, we get, it's that freeze. That's actually a huge instinct under fears. It's like we get paralyzed. And there is a, there is a time yeah. where it's okay to freeze. Yeah. I think, um, where, where decisions shouldn't be made. You know, if you're, if you're just found out your, your husband or your, your wife has had an affair, like there's a time where you yeah. can't make Absolutely. a decision right away. But, but then there is a time where God calls us to move. Right. So Jesus, we just thank you that in whatever circumstance and place we find ourselves, you are also there. That while you don't author the tragedies of this world, you've given uh, us the gift of a free world, a free will. And um, that comes with a, with a great risk. And bad things happen around us. But you are there and you are with us. And for those right now that are just wondering even how to reach out to you and to others in the midst of their pain, um, we just pray first for that sense of hope as a miracle gift to be given. Mm -hmm. Just the hope that, you know what? There is a loving God behind and through and above and underneath and around all of this. And that from that hope, um, the courage and the capacity to reach our hand out and grab hold of, of even the hem of your garment. Uh, I just impart that by faith to everybody listening who just needs a spark of hope to spark the faith to take a reaching step toward you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R-C-L-A-I-M-E-D.com.